0: Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, my guest is Dawana King mother of Devontae Graham of the Charlotte Hornets. So let's get to it and bring Dawana on the show. All right, Dewana. I am so happy to have you here with me today on Courtside Moms. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: So let's start at the beginning. You had Devonte when you were 14. So talk to me about what that was like.
1: That was crazy. Um, So I had a baby at 14, turned out to be Devontae Graham. Um, (laughs) um, It was an an interesting but amazing journey from a 14 year old perspective. Um, You don't know much about life. Um, My mother was my true backbone who did everything and made all the decisions and made it possible for us to be here today. Um, that was me having a baby, being out six to eight weeks, and then going back to school. So, as a ninth grader, um, some days were overwhelming. Um, I just thank God for my mom. So, it it was crazy, but looking back on it, but in the moment, living it, um, it was our life. It was our life. It was me, my mom, and Devontae and at one point in time, in a one-bedroom apartment. So um, that that went from, like I said, me being a high school, me graduating high school. Devontae's fourteen. I'm, excuse me, I'm. I was fourteen in ninth grade, but then Devontae being four when I graduated high school. So from there, um, every day it was me hearing statistics. My mom put me in team moms support groups. And you're just hearing, basically, how I was how you, I was gonna fail because I was a teenager with a child. So, like I said, it was it was crazy, and that's where I think sports played a part because I put him in every sport there probably was just so I could keep him out of trouble and out of the streets.
0: So, how did Devonte get started in basketball?
1: Uh, he started playing basketball at league when he was like four. And it just went from there. Um, one day a coach saw I'm playing rightly and asked us if we'd like to play AAU. I told him I heard it was expensive. Um, he said, how about you just come and try it out and we go from there. And that's what we did. Um, after one of the games, he, he played in like their pickup game of practice. I asked him if he wanted to join. He said, yes. We left rightly and went to AAU and never looked back.
0: I just want to go back for a sec. Because okay. I, too, um, um, I, I'm a young mother. My, well, I had my son at 19, and I, too, had to navigate um, with school. And, you know what I mean? Like you, I didn't, I didn't drop the ball. I had my son, and I just, I think I missed maybe two months of school. I went to school during my entire pregnancy. No one knew I was pregnant. I was cool with it. And then, you know what I mean? Summer hit. Had him September, January back in school and I kept up with the homework and everything else so you know what I mean I just didn't skip a beat so how did you navigate all that homework meanwhile you had an infant like how was that for you because you graduated you know what I mean so and, and so did I so I think that's just fantastic as a mother because you didn't you didn't like I said earlier do, you didn't drop the beat you just kept being Dewana but you were Dewana with an infant and then you're Dewana with an infant and a certificate so how did right. you navigate all of that?
1: Yeah, kind of like you just said, um, you just gotta keep going. You, there's no choice. Like you don't have, you don't really have a choice. Um, I had the baby, my mom was there. Every day it was um, homework, school came first. She made sure um, that she picked picked him up, took him to daycare when he was able to go to daycare. And then I would do my work. And after that, she's like, here's your baby. And so then your mom So you have to take care of everything. Um, In between those that time, is just kind of like she made sure that I was doing all the work. She would not allow me to just like put it on her. She's like, you're going to take care of the baby. This is your baby. Um, I want to go to the mall. She's like, you can go to the mall, but you're taking your baby. (laughs) And that means you have to get on a stroller and you have to get on a bus. I'm not taking you. So she made me uh, be responsible. And I think that just carried on you know, into my adult life, because then by the time I got to college, uh, sophomore year, I'm pregnant again. So now is the realization of I have two kids, and my mom is not going to do what she did with the first one. Right. So it's all on me. And so by the time I graduated college, um, it you know, it was just the same, it's, it's the same routine every day. It's hard. There's sleepless nights. There's times when you don't know what you're doing, but you just have to pick up and keep going.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. You know, mothers, I think we are the most, we have so much strength, and when we have daughters, you know what I mean, it's our duty to really teach our daughters what life really is about, right? You know, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm thinking about what you were just saying about your mother, and my mother, Would she was the same way with me, and I remember wanting to go to the mall. I don't want it to go by myself and I would try to sneak out the house and she'd always laugh and she'd, excuse me, you forgot something. And <laughs> <laughs> she met my son and I'm like, Oh my God. So, right. so I understand what you're saying. You know, sometimes, you know, me as a mom, we just want that time off, but no, we made our choices. Right. So, right. So now little Devante, you said that he played rec ball, etc. So my question to you is when did you realize now at this point that he actually had some talent?
1: I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was never a point um, in rec ball where I was thinking, "Oh, he's going pro." And that was never my thought process. Um, he was always very short. He's still small to be in the NBA. Yeah. Um, he's what six two maybe. So um, I, it it was never a point doing AAU where I felt. Oh, we're doing this to be on the next level. Um, that's always a goal. You travel, you see all these kids in different places. Um, you see the scouts in the gym, but that was that wasn't um, for me. That wasn't my realization. Like it wasn't like, oh, we're doing this because it was just like, hey, if we get to college and your college is paid for, it, that's great. Right. That's uh, you know one step at a time. So it wasn't like he's gonna be pro yeah, he's good at what he's doing and he makes it look easy, but it was never like, oh, I'm, I'm raising a basketball player. Right.
0: Did he think that he had big talent at that point?
1: Um, I think he, he felt like he had talent, but I, um, I think he also didn't have the confidence because of all the things going on around us. There's always somebody bigger than you. He was always maybe benched for the taller player. He may have started out starting getting benched and then, maybe back to start if that person didn't last, different situations, but he was never the go-to person.
0: Right, right. So now let's move forward to high school. Where did he go? And in your opinion, what were those days like for him?
1: Um, he went to Broughton High School here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He, um, again, he, he he played off for years. He started, he, freshman um, regular JV team and then he got moved up to varsity sophomore year we made it to the tournament maybe his junior year or senior year I can't remember but um those, those I think those were maybe the some of the best days of his life it was it just came easy at that point though yeah. still not being sought out to be um a top player He started getting offers, but they were D2 offers, mid major offers. Right, right.
0: Well, he was not highly recruited at the time. He committed to Appalachian and then later wanted to decommit, but was not permitted to do so. So talk to us about that time.
1: We went through the uh, process. Like I said, we had a lot of um, D2 offers. We went on some visits. Uh, Richmond uh, Spiders, I think they are. Um, and we went to Appalachia, and he decided that one morning in September that that's where he would go. And I said, are you sure? He said, yes. He said, Mom, well, I'm gonna commit today. He wasn't a fan of the recruiting process. Uh, I think it was more or less uh, getting on his nerves. It was aggravating. You don't know what to do at that age when people are always calling you and hounding you. I said, Devontae, let's just give them a schedule. Let's say, hey, we'll take calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays, call us after six. Um, we went through all that. And then one day he's just like, let's, let's just cut it out. Let's just go here. And I think he just settled. Um, not to say that it wasn't a great visit or we didn't have, you know, we, we felt like, it. I think Devonte felt like it was the best choice. I, I felt like he was settling. Um, I sent the coaches a long text message. Hey, my son is going to commit today. I need you to take care of my baby. Yeah, <laughs> so we went through all of that, only to um, play and continue to play. And I guess he did better. And then he decided, "Hey, I don't want to go here." And I said, "Are you sure?" He said, "Yes." So I said, "Well, you need to call the coach and see what he says." So he, I don't, I think he texted him. I don't think he made a phone call. Devontae is not a phone call type person, so I think he sent him a text. And the coach said no. And then the coach picked up the phone, and called me. I said, well, he says he doesn't want to go. So we're just asking that you release He said, no. So I went to the library and I filed, uh, um, I asked to be released in the form in which they told me I needed to fill out and do everything. I'm doing this on my own, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And I submitted it and it got denied. So we went on this long rant and one day I got off work and My phone was ringing and it was my dad and he was like, "Um, you're being all over the news said that you, um, I don't know the word, we did something illegal, basically, Uh said, what? And I was like, no. So I got the news and uh, everybody was calling. After that, I just stopped answering the phone. So come to find out, um, because we were asking to be out, they had written up. I know it was about six or 10 pages with the school and lawyers, um, basically denying the letter of intent. And um, we just kind of went from there and we waited out the process. And because they wouldn't let them out, I just, and we hadn't done anything. I wasn't worried about that part. I just told them that we're not going there. If it means that you go to Wake Tech Community College, that's where you go. Right. I'm not sending my child to the mountains with people that, one, I thought I would be able to trust. Two, this is my firstborn and I'm not letting go. I've never had to let go in my life. And this is my first time coming to grips with having to let go. Right. Um, so, in the process of that, he came home and he says, I'm um, going to go to prep school. I'm going to New Hampshire. I said, No, you're not. <laughs> he was like, my, yes, I am. And I was like, no, you're not. So I got the work that I said, and I started looking for prep schools. I was like, he's not going to Atlanta. I meant to <laughs> New Hampshire. I, started, I found one in Atlanta. I found one in different places. I was like, here, here's some options. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to New Hampshire. So I started looking at the school that he's telling me he's going to. I made some phone calls to ask questions, and he went to New Hampshire. So, um, and that's Brewster Academy, the... Academy, right? Yes, went to yeah. Brewster Academy, and that—that's what changed our lives. While he was at Brewster, um, a lot of sleepless nights. I was scared to death to let him go, so I didn't put him on a plane and send him. I drove him to New Hampshire from North Carolina because I needed to know where my child was going. Um, that was the longest. Teary eyed ride down that mountain <laughs> I had, had ever. And it is just, it was at that point just the unknown and letting him go, letting go. Because you've been mom, not that you're not mom after that, but you've made all these decisions, you've controlled everything, and it's just having to let go and allow them to now make these decisions. And then the Appalachian thing, but um, was still over our head. It wasn't over. You know, he's, he's locked into this contract. So while he was at New Hampshire, he had eventually was let out of the contract because the coach was fired. And the new coach came in and said, hey, we don't want a player that doesn't want to be here. So um, that opened the door for recruitment. And then schools were able to see him. And when they were going in to see other kids, they saw him. They didn't know who he was, didn't know where he came from, didn't know his story, and that's where they learned it. Um, We took those schools that were interested, that flew out there to see him. We took those schools serious, and once he narrowed it down to the three schools, it was uh, Virginia, NC State, and Kansas. Mm -hmm. Three visits in seven days. Wow.
0: And you were at all the visits? Every visit. Good for you, Mom. So tell me. Let's talk about Kansas because that was your choice. So what did they do differently from the other schools?
1: I don't know that they did anything different per se. Um, I think that the environment and the feel for me was different. Um, He to this day hasn't told me why he made that decision. I'm just glad he did because I I didn't want him to go to NC State. And I know that's home for us but home can also bring forth different challenges. So I couldn't tell him that I didn't want him to go to skate yeah. because I was afraid that if I say don't go to state, he's going to go to state. <laughs> and so it's, it's in our backyard and it's, it's literally around the corner from the high school he went to. So when you're at home, you have all your friends and you have a different type of pressure and then you have everybody wanting to be at the games and, when you're far away, I think you get that experience of being far away, mm-hmm. and he had just he had just conquered being in New Hampshire for the first time ever, being away from home. Mm-hmm. So we knew he could go away, right. and I felt like um, the it was the it was the people that I came encounter with at Kansas that made my visit and my daughter's visit. Me and my daughter were on the plane together. He flew to Virginia. We flew back home, and then drove to Virginia, and so she and I discussed him going to Kansas, but I told like you can't say anything. We have to see what he says. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up at Kansas. And so I think that was the best decision for us.
0: Awesome. So he went to Kansas for four years. Four oh, years. Yeah. Share with us your experience at those games.
1: Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a packed house every night. Fans love you. I mean, I mean, they're like from, from the ceiling to the floor every night is, is like one of the oldest buildings, you know? So the seating is really different. It's not, a, it's not one of those newer buildings that you sit in where the stadium is, you know, spread out, spread out. The seats are spread out. It's benches. So everybody's sitting on the benches kind of like in high school in some er- in some areas of the arena, but it's nice. It's it's packed. It's nice. I and mean, the fans are awesome. So uh-huh. it's, It's different. I will say that it's different.
0: So Devontae brought them to the final four. I mean, what an accomplishment. Uh, What was that experience like?
1: That was amazing. I had, I don't think I've ever been, I had never been to Texas and San Antonio Um, just to be there was, was amazing. You walk in and you have, you know, large pictures of the team everywhere. Um, You have fans going crazy for, you know, every team. So 70,000 fans, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it was just amazing. I mean, you could just walk out of the hotel and people were everywhere. Yeah. So.
0: So coach self said Devonte is the greatest leader to come out of Kansas amongst other great coaches and players. How does that make you feel when you hear that?
1: That makes me feel great. Um, that means I did my job and I think he um, played a role in that as well he was able to push him out of his comfort zone, and um, seriously, like, he's not, he's not a big talker, so, um, of course, around people you know and you're comfortable with, but he had to become a leader at a very, you know, like, from the very start, almost, because he wasn't used to being that guy that was, you depended on, and so he had to become that guy, and he had to become that guy quick, Mm. and so I, that was from a lot of pressure, but, I think coach Seth just knows how to push him without him knowing that he's being pushed. Yeah.
0: So during his four years, Devante, um, he tested the waters a few times to see if he should declare for the draft, but he ended up staying until his senior year. So at that point he had to go, but did he feel he was NBA ready?
1: When he left, yes. When he left, yes. I think the only other time I think I wanted him to test the water's sophomore year. He had a good sophomore year. And he said, No, I'm going back to school. And so he knew he was going back to school. So he didn't um he didn't do anything. He didn't he didn't go and test. But when he left, he w- he knew he was ready.
0: Tell me about his graduation. So he graduated from uh he did he was in communications, correct?
1: Yes. Graduated um, Mother's Day weekend, 2018. Um, emotional as, as you know, I mean, just one of the happiest days of my life. So I have a son at 14 and then he's walking across the stage getting his college degree. So that was, that was a big moment for us.
0: Did it remind you of your own graduation that you, when you walked across the stage and with him?
1: I walked across the high school stage and with him. Um when I graduated from college, just both, both kids were there. That's right. I had to sit That's out. Right. I sat out a year and then I went back after my daughter. And, um, so they both were there. And now my daughter's at the university of Kansas. So oh.
0: I'm proud. Yes, you should be mom. Yeah. <laughs> so many know how Devonte prepared for the draft but how did you and your family mentally prepare for a night that could potentially change your life?
1: Um, I didn't do anything. I, I just prayed about it. And I would say that I let it go, but that's, that would be a lot. Um, I, I prayed about it. And then it was just kind of whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, wherever you land is where you land. This, our life has worked out so far. We know it's not gonna be easy. We know, you know, it, anything can happen on this night. I wanted to go to New York. Devontae didn't want to go to New York, so we didn't go to New York. Um, we rented out a ballroom in a hotel and we invited family and the closest friends. And we kind of kept secret to where the location was. And then we just had like a watch party.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome. So what was it like for you at your watch party there to sit and just wait for his name to be called? I mean, he figured he was going to go late first round or mid second round. But what was that like just waiting?
1: It wasn't bad. So in the beginning, we were, you know, we had it on a big screen, like the projector screen. And then we had food and everything laid out to keep people busy. Mm-hmm. And no, we weren't just like watching our phones waiting because we didn't we we figured he would be going second round. Yeah. Um, we didn't know where we didn't know. But we always know that there's a chance that you may not be called at all. And so I think because he knew that was a chance that he didn't, he might not be caught at all, is why he didn't want to go to New York. Um, but that night, we just, we when we got to 30, I think we kind of took a seat. Before then, we were moving around the room. Yeah. Um, when we got to about 30, we sat down and then I'm like, hey, have you heard from Ty? Have you heard from Ty? <laughs> you know, everybody's asking, like, what's going on and then um, he said no and then he kept talking to his friends and we were I think we were like mid-conversation and they say 34 Devontae Graham to Atlanta and we all jumped up and screamed and the room went crazy so we didn't realize that Atlanta picked them and traded them to Charlotte (laughs) (laughs) and then everybody's phones were going off with different things and then somebody was like, no, he got traded to such and such. And somebody said, no, he got traded to Charlotte. And so it was a crazy, however long it felt like forever. <laughs> but after that, we was like screaming so much. We ran out of one room into like a hallway and we were just happy that his name got called. My cousin just happened to have on a red Charlotte Hornets hat <laughs> and he took it off and put it on Devonte's head and we we're taking pictures and there were camera people there and, It it was an amazing feeling. It's a blessing.
0: Well, clearly Charlotte believed in him, even though others would have considered him too old.
1: Right. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) Devontae played in the summer league. And shortly after. He did. Yes. And shortly after he suffered a knee injury. So this was prior to the start of the season. So was he nervous that it could affect him, uh, his playing time with the Hornets?
1: At that point, um, no, he didn't. So the boy is so poised and and quiet and grounded. He doesn't let much affect him, which is crazy. Um, his his agent calls me often. He's like, I don't know if he's okay. Or if he's just telling me he's okay, <laughs> I said, Well, he's okay because if he wasn't, he would tell you he's not. Yeah. And so <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't let things bother him. I think maybe because I take them on all. I take on all of it. So he probably doesn't have to. but no he wasn't worried. Um, they they did a good job over with the hornets. They got him off the floor. they brought him back. They had their doctors check him out. He was fine. And then I think the best thing at that point was like, hey, let's just rest them and make sure we don't overwork him. Yeah so yeah,
0: it's a lot of preparation when you uh, after draft eh It's just a lot of work to do. It's a lot of pressure for a lot of players.
1: Right. Uh, I think we went straight from the uh, the little watch party to we had a party and while we we're at the party, uh, I think maybe midnight the phone ring and his agent is telling me we need to be in Charlotte at nine o'clock in the morning. He's gonna send a car to pick us up. I said, okay. Um, the phone rings like 10 minutes later and he says, hey, it's too late. We can't get a driver to you. Can you drive to Charlotte? I'm like, okay. He's like, you have to be there at nine. You probably went to bed at four in the morning. Um, So (laughs) that's a nap. (laughs) We took a nap. We got up, we got to the hotel and we got dressed and you went straight into the arena and there was meeting some of the staff and press conference and they had a meet and greet with the fans. Uh, he came in with Miles Bridges. So Miles came in the first round and Devontae came in the second round. Um, it's just nonstop that next day. Was it overwhelming for you? No, I wouldn't say it was overwhelming. Um, maybe because I'm not in the spotlight. I'm, I'm behind the scenes. So it didn't, it doesn't bother me much. I'm just there taking in everything that's going on.
0: So now let's get to his first NBA game. What was that like for you to attend?
1: I honestly probably don't remember the first game. <laughs> cause I think that I don't even know about I'm pretty sure I was there because it was the first game, but, um, I don't remember cause it, it goes by so fast. And like now we're in year three, um, it, it was definitely different. I do remember going into the family room and um, meeting Miss Walker. She was like um, Kimba Walker's mother. Yeah. She was like the best part of that experience for me um, because this is all new. Yeah. And you don't know anybody and you don't know what to expect and you don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes you don't know where to go. Yeah. So everything was new, but um, there were a lot of a lot of helpful people, but she was among
0: the most helpful. That's awesome. You know, I, I just love talking to moms because over the years, I mean, this, I've met so many mothers and with such a nice motherhood, a sisterhood and everybody's there for each other. You know what I mean? We talk about different, different um, organizations and talk about what goes on with the organizations and with our sons and just amongst ourselves. And it's, it's such a, it's a, it's a nice thing because it gives like a, such a comfort. So I, I love to hear right. that you were able to go, you know what I mean, to the Hornets and and, and and meet the families and, you know what I mean, because it's a good thing for you to be just as comfortable as your child. Right. So his rookie season came to a slow start. Um, he had little minutes, didn't appear in many games, and he spent time in the G League. But Was he okay with that start, and did he believe that it would progressively change?
1: Um, he was okay with going to the G League. I remember plenty of conversations, just calling to make sure he's okay, he understands it. Um, He was fine with it. And I had plenty of drives down to Greensboro um, because you support them no matter what lever they're playing on. And this is, again, this has kind of been our life. It was never, um, you're going to start, you're going to get these minutes. So I don't think it uh, came as a shock, but um, it was... I don't and because their G League is right up the street, um, some days he would have he would drive himself, some days someone else would drive him, but it wasn't too bad. I think he took a couple of road trips, so I didn't go to those games, but when he was right here, I mean it's an hour up the street. He mentally he was fine and, and that's what I care about most, just checking in and making sure he's like in a good space.
0: Yeah. Well, in such a short span of time, uh he's accomplished so much i mean he went from second round pick to starting point garden one year
1: right so i think the g league um helped because then he was able to go fit into that system show them what he could do and then when they brought him back up um it, he i mean we had tony parker on the team so you're playing with great people you know so he's not he didn't feel like entitled to start or anything so he came off the bench he was doing well so he was in the running at one point for like six men and then it went to leading to him having a starting position and so I took him out of that conversation and then to follow this past year um, into the MIP conversation because he was he was playing well yeah
0: Let's talk about the transition between his rookie season when he was averaging five points per game and his second year averaging 18 points per game. So what was his focus like at that time and how did you support him?
1: Um, I think his focus is mainly always just going in and being able to um, contribute to the team as much as he can um, wherever he's needed. He's, he's like, okay, what do you need me to do? That's what I'm going to do. Um, me supporting him, now that is a crazy part. So I work eight to five, but I'm still there. My daughter at the time was home in her senior year of high school. We would literally probably leave cheerleading practice, get in the car, drive to Charlotte, go to a game and drive back the same night just because we had to get up and do it again all the next morning. Um, and then games that we can't make, there's always uh, we have halftime conversations. <laughs> I, I, it may be me having them by myself, but I know that he receives them. <laughs> so I'm I'm texting at halftime, like, "Hey, pick it up. Hey, shoot with confidence. Whatever it may be." Um, so I might be his biggest fan and his and his worst critic, but he he takes it, he takes it well.
0: I think all moms do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we had another well, mom we've we
1: sat in the gym long enough. We we deserve to be well, able to do that.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've had other moms who who said they took notes. <laughs> they wrote down notes. <laughs> they didn't necessarily text. You know what I mean? I speak to my son um every every game, but after the game. So as soon as he comes off the court, there's a text. And it's it's always, right. Hey, you did great, but you may maybe you should have always given my opinion, and he and he actually likes it and he laughs about it, but because he expects it now, you know. Sometimes right. it'll take ten They're minutes. Used and to like, it. Yeah, sometimes after ten minutes, he's like, "Well, <laughs> I'm like, oh, 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 you. <laughs> no, everything was great. No, I mean, it's it's they do appreciate our thoughts, right? And 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 as parents, we're always there to encourage. And right. I just Yeah, and I I love speaking to my son about you know what I mean about the. About the magic and, and how they played and what went on during the game. You know what I mean? Because it's now I'm getting to his level and I'm talking to him about his interests, which is of course is basketball, right? I'm not talking to him about me. It's all about him. So we enjoy those couple of minutes in the uh while he's sitting in the locker room and I'm sure they're probably like, Who are you texting? you know, <laughs> he's like, my mother. So <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine that conversation. <laughs> right. So Devontae went from the kid who was in rec ball to starting to a starting NBA guard. Do you ever sit back and reflect about that?
1: Not much, not much. Um, Cause some days it's still not real to be honest. Um, and then other days you're well, you too, I'm sure you're their secretary. You're there, <laughs> you're everything. And so it, it is, you understand it and you know it, but I don't sit back and just like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, some days you just, you're still just going, going along and making sure everything works that sometimes you're just so caught up in what's going on that I don't, I don't know if some days that I realize it.
0: (laughs) They ask you such silly questions. They, I mean, I laugh when, my son is so far away, and yet I'm still his biggest fan, his biggest supporter, and you will ask me such silly questions. Mom, I don't know where this is, and I don't know what to do, and I can't find my passport, and, and all this nonsense And I
1: just...
0: <laughs> yep. Yep, and I just laugh and say, we're always going to be mom, no matter how old they are, right?
1: Yes, yeah. that's true.
0: <laughs> so Devonte has gone through so many phases with basketball from high school to college, and becoming a Big 12 Player of the Year twice than getting drafted in the second round, playing in the Rising Stars Challenge and the three-point contest, to playing in the G League and more. So what does that say to you about his resilience and his capabilities of handling change?
1: Um, he knows how to battle through adversity. So it's, it's going to happen no matter who you are, no matter what phase you are in life. doesn't matter what your occupation is. It's just how you handle it. Yeah just
0: grind through it no matter what
1: yes yeah
0: let's talk about all-star weekend chicago 2020
1: it was amazing
0: (laughs) talk to me about your experience with him being in the rising stars challenge game and his participation in the three-point contest
1: um (laughs) it was fun so i think the nerves got the best of him um he was like ma i was nervous and I was like, it's fine. It's your first time on this this stage, you know. Um, and that was as far as the three-point contest. He's like, I'm used to being in a gym full of people, but I'm used to being on the floor with other guys. Right. So in a three-point contest, you're on the floor by yourself. And he was just like, I think my nerves just got the best of me. And I'm like, it's fine. The point is, you made it here. You experienced it. And then you just go out. You work hard. See if you can get your way back. Amen. You get back, you know, do something different. But That was for the three point contest. And then for the rising stars, um, he had a pretty decent game, I think. They, you know, they did good. I was more um, into everything that goes into it. They're not just there to do the basketball portion of it. You're also um, doing marketing work. You're having to show up at different events and uh, you have an itinerary for everything. So it was a very busy weekend. Um, There was a signing at the Levi store. There was a signing with ESPN. There's just different things every day, hour after hour. And that's maybe even before the game or after the game. So, and then there's parties.
0: Yes. Did you attend any of those events with him?
1: I attended every event with him. So I was just as tired as he was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it cold? Oh my God. I was there. Chicago was freezing
1: it is freezing and i'm not used to it um (laughs) i mean i'm from north carolina so it's a different type of cold Mm -hmm. and i think he adjusts because of the new hampshire and the kansas but i was freezing and most days i can't you know i can't think straight if you have to bundle up that much and then you're in between the large buildings and the wind is (laughs) like blowing it is different
0: listen i'm from canada so And that was too cold for me. (laughs) So I was like, why am I here? My son's not even here. Oh, yeah, I was so cold. I was like, listen, they need to do all-star like in Florida or something next time. (laughs) Because it was just unnecessary. Right. No, but the weekend was good. Um, All in all, did you get to meet other parents and players? Like, how did you interact? Uh,
1: I went to, uh, I got to meet, I not formally, but I'm, I'm in the room with everybody at different events. I go to, um, a lot of the brunches that, the brunches that, uh, CAA hosts because he signed with CAA. Yes. Um, and I think those are some of the, the better workshops for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of women involved, uh, workshops. So, um, Chris Paul and his wife, and then, um, uh, pass by Dwayne Wade, um, so I speak, but not much of anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not, not I'm not gonna approach anybody, or uh, that's just not for me. But my mom got to take some pictures with a lot of people. Um, Ca hosted a party maybe that Friday night, mm-hmm. and she got to meet people, and so I just kind of stand back or take the pictures.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome. Yeah, my son is with CAA as well. Oh. Okay. I did not know that. Okay. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Devonte now is recognized as a great shooter and passer. He's seen as a very unselfish player by his teammates. They say he works the hardest and comments as we all do on how he constantly improves his game year after year. What is his drive? Like what motivates him to keep working as hard as he does?
1: Um I think it went from not believing, not necessarily not believing in himself, but not having others believe in him. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of just like him playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna make sure that I, I show you who I am. Oh, okay.
0: Where does he get that from?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I won't, <laughs> I won't say it came from me.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, maybe a little, take little bit. It, take a little it. Bit. If it's yours, mom, take it. So, <laughs> so and I just love the yeah. fact that you speak to him during halftime. I think, I think maybe I'm going to, I'm going to change it up with my son. Maybe I'll, I'll.
1: well it'll probably be the same after because I we get the conversation afterwards but at half time I'm just I'm probably saying what he needs to do better at that point or if he's playing good then I'm gonna tell you playing good and if you're not I'm gonna tell you you're not
0: yeah absolutely yeah what part of this journey brings tears to your eyes
1: um the question Probably which part doesn't. Um, all of it, it when, when reflecting, um, I was thinking maybe a day or two ago, I'm gonna be 41 in May. So if we flip that, it's 14. Hmm. So for me, um, my, my thought was just like, oh, 41. I had a baby at 14 and now we're here. When that third season of the NBA um, it's been an emotional journey. So I don't think there's not one part that if if you touch on deep enough, that's not going to make me cry.
0: Right, right. So right now during his career or anything that he does in life, are there any distractions? And if so, what it's does always- he do to overcome?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and are those distractions for me or for him? For um, him. The boy is so connected. He is him the dog in a PlayStation. Yeah. So I don't know, He he's very good with blocking people out. Um, and then when when somebody's bothering them, what I do love is um, he'll let me know. And the reason he lets me know is because then I'm the vocal part. I'm the person that's gonna tell you to leave him alone.
0: Do you ever check social media
1: and see what people talk about him? Like what they say? So no. Um, now, doesn't mean I don't stumble across stuff that people say. Yeah. Um, once he was at Kansas, that became, you know, that's, that's a big thing. People, they talk junk all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to be the one to tell my sister, hey, you can't respond to them. Because, one, I think it, it changes your energy. Mm-hmm. And um, we're working towards a goal here. So whatever that goal may be at whatever time and point in your life that you're in such big distractions as you just responding to people online can go way left. Yeah. And we don't have time for that. You don't have time. Yeah. So no, I don't, I don't respond to people. If it's, and, and I've blocked people a lot. Um, if, if they're saying things that is don't meet up with what, and you don't have to agree with me. And I know we can all have different views. I'm fine with having conversation with people with different views. But if you're just playing out nasty, um, even if it's not towards my son, I'll block you. Yeah.
0: You know what? Good for you. You just have to get rid of that negative energy, right? I mean, like you yes. said, you're 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 focusing on one thing. Devontae's focusing on one thing. Nobody needs anybody's you know what I mean? Ill will or right. jealousy or whatever. Like you just do you right. and let him do him and that's it. And if people aren't happy with it, then it is what it is. Right. Right. Tell me how amazing mm-hmm. it is as a parent to be a part of your son's NBA experience.
1: Um, it's truly amazing. It's just a blessing. Like mm-hmm. every day. Um, sometimes I wonder Like, am I getting on his nerves? Am I showing up too much? Am I doing too much? And then I have to say, no, this is, this is part of my life too, this is my experience. (laughs) We are here, Exactly. (laughs) so it's we (laughs) and our a lot. (laughs) So, So I think every day is just a blessing in itself. Yeah.
0: Are you able to watch any of his games live now during COVID, whether it's home or away?
1: Well, the first game was last Saturday. So yes, this past Saturday, I was in the arena. It was about 3,000 people, I think. Yeah. So face mask and all, but yeah.
0: What difference you see? It was different, but... Yeah, I could imagine yeah. being different, but how different is it now with less people and like...
1: It, the atmosphere wasn't bad. People were still loud. They were still screaming, um, but it's just a whole you have to scan this app and do the COVID screening and then there's like five or six different entrances, whereas, you know, we go into, the family goes into a totally different entrance than everybody else. Um, now there's new seating, so the seats that I would normally have I don't have and it's all due to COVID tracing. So we we went in through a different entrance. Um, the fan store isn't open. Um, you can eat but it's only certain areas of the arena where they're even open to mm-hmm. serve food based on how the seating is. Right. So there's a lot of different um, protocols and processes in place to kind of make sure everybody stays safe. But it was, it was good. It was, um, you know, he's allotted four tickets, so for those four seats, there was nobody to the left of us, and the two rows in front of us were empty. Okay. So it was safe.
0: Well, it's a blessing that you're able to go. I, my son plays for the Magic, and their arena is open. Same thing, three thousand people, but I can't go. So <laughs> I'm just so sad. I okay. wish I could actually go see him play, but I can't even get in the country right now. So <laughs> they're not letting me in. So anyhow, but you're
1: able to watch, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I don't miss a second. I mean, I'm there from the beginning, from the. Listen, from the Star Spangled Banner, I'm, I'm watching it all. <laughs> it, it, it all, so. Okay, so let's learn some fun facts about Devante. Okay. What is that go-to dish that you make that he absolutely
1: loves? He's going to ask for and cheese as soon as he walks in the door. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't care what's with with it. He just wants macaroni.
0: (laughs) So what's so special about your macaroni and cheese? You got like six cheeses? Nothing.
1: He just loves it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Is it, is it like homemade macaroni and cheese or is it like KD?
1: No, it's, it's, um, so, well, I use the, um, it is Kraft, but it's, um, I, I use the cheese from the Kraft, but I use other cheeses as well. Yeah. yeah, which I find every
0: cheese that I, that we have in Canada is in my, is in my macaroni and cheese. I feel you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it did, did he have a childhood nickname? And if so,
1: what was it? We call him Tay. It's just Tay for short.
0: I love that. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing as a child that he absolutely couldn't live without?
1: Um, other than the best ball, I would say his bicycle,
0: his bicycle. Wow. He went everywhere with it.
1: He, well, he didn't go everywhere with it, but he, if he wasn't playing basketball, he was on that bike. Yeah. He was on that yeah. Bike.
0: <laughs> so now as an NBA mom, I want to ask you for advice. So what advice would you give to a mom who does not agree with a coaching decision?
1: Um, I don't know that, I don't know that I would advise you to do anything with that. I think some things we just have to let roll. Um, if it's something that is that you and your son feel the same about, maybe your, your son or your daughter could address that, but I, I'm not one that's going to approach a coach.
0: Right. But if a mom were to, if you and I sit at a game. And I don't know. A tough call was made, and I'm getting ready to run down the bleachers. <laughs> Are you? No, me I'm going I'm to say don't.
1: <laughs> don't say no. Don't do that. Just sit right here. Let's talk about it. Maybe we can vent to each other. But uh, I'm, I'm going to probably try and stop you. Yeah, I don't think that's going to, because at the end of the day, the 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 child or the the person, the son or daughter, is the one that's going to have to deal with that on the other end. Yes. You know, they're not yes. going to take that back out on mom that that person, like my son is going to day. Right. So he's going to get to right. that end of that deal. Absolutely. So yeah, I would, I would just try to let you know that, Hey, this might not go so well. So don't approach the coach. Well, thank you for wanting to save me
0: <laughs> <And> not make <laughs> me entertainment. <laughs> what advice would you give to a player about how to deal with a tough teammate?
1: Communication. Um, Communication is key. You're going to have to see these people every day. You're going to go to practice. You're going to be in the um, locker room. So try to, if if they're approachable, I would approach them and, you know, have a conversation about it. Yeah.
0: Tell me your most memorable moment to date with your son.
1: Most memorable moment. I'm probably going to say graduation. Um it it was emotional. It was again one of the best days of my life.
0: so bittersweet. that's beautiful. Last question, If you had one piece of advice to give a courtside mom, what would it be?
1: Um, believe in your child, and allow them to follow their heart.
0: Thank you, Dewana. I am so blessed to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on Courtside Moms. And I wish Devonte nothing but big blessings for this season, Thank and the next, and the next, and the next one.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you. Oh, oh,